Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Oh. Oh. Sex Ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> it's just Justin tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on the side. But listen, it's so crowded tonight, I don't think we could take anybody else in the building. It's really big show tonight. We're in Cleveland. It's time for Cleveland to rock out, to say the least. Let's get things started. Welcome into the studio Justin Jesus Herrera. Wow, yeah, it's good to be in Cleveland. Um, such a great town and now such a great football city. Also, you know, obviously a town that's got a little bit of, a, you know, some uh, controversy around it right now. I mean, there's a lot of people that are on either side, so it's going to be fun to talk to everybody, kind of get what their perspective is of all the stuff that is going down. And it is great to be here on the fantasy show of the people. Yeah, we're talking with the guest prior. I mean, it's enough to make my myself my stomach sick for just Deshaun and this whole situation. So I just can't imagine how the people of Cleveland feel, to say the least. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Why is that? We all the well, first of all, all the great content you get from us. But secondly, we have a contest. Leroy Butler blessed us with a Hall of Fame jersey when he stopped by our studio. It is here for you. All you got to do is hit subscribe. Get entered to win it. We're going to pull up, pull those new subscriber names. Hall of Fame weekend and a great marketing idea. What? Wow, that's exciting. Go to tssfantasy.com. Check out the roundtable on there. All exclusive content. Um, uh, articles from OJ Juice's Loose Mayor. Also rankings. Going to have mm-hmm. some cool little show content in there as well. Go check that out. Also, the show on your fantasy league. That's also on TSS Fantasy. Take your fantasy league to the next level. That's all for there for you as well. So you want to check that out. Also, we're getting close. Underdog Fantasy. Get into those leagues. Get started now. 
Use the promo code TSS. Double your deposit up to $100. Have lots of great contests this year. We're going to have uh, Gatorland tickets, Dolphin tickets, all kind of great stuff and experience to come to a game with us. Great stuff ahead, so you'll want to check that out. Justin, why do we do it? Well, first off, like Nick would say, because we can, but also because we are the fantasy show of the people. Of the people, indeed. It's all right. You were the only solo tonight. You didn't have to whisper it. Dr. Miller came (laughs) with us to Cleveland. We got a house call. Let's call on the doc. And I apologize. I messed up a little bit uh, as I started this one. Uh, A little bit of technical difficulties on this. My bad, but let's get it started. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. The doctor is in, and the guys in the truck need to be fired. They didn't even bring us in tonight. What's going on? It's Cleveland. Cleveland rocks. We're in Cleveland tonight. Dr. Miller, welcome into the studio, sir. Hey, thank you, Commissioner. Coming up tonight on the house call, we are going to talk about the most honest thing said by an NFL back this offseason. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Well, speaking of Cleveland running that's basically what we're going to see them do to at least start the season is what it sounds like depending on the Deshaun Watson situation but let's talk about the running backs Kareem Hunt Nick Chubb want to want to find out their injury status going into 2022 and their percent to the bench so Kareem Hunt has played a full season only twice in his five years. And we've, we've talked previously about how if you want to predict future performance, you look at the past. And 40% of his seasons, he's played the entirety. Not looking good for him. Missed eight games last season due to that ankle-calf injury. And now he's giving us the standard off-season story. He said, I'm good. I'm 100%. My body's feeling good. Nothing's bothering me. He's in a contract year. And so he added to that the most honest thing I've heard this offseason, I hope I get paid. So he's at least motivated, right? But given that he's only completed two seasons, we're giving him a 60% chance of the, uh, 60% to the bench. Hmm. A little bit above average, as you said. A little bit. And so moving on to Nick Chubb, you know, every time I hear his name, I'm just brought back to his days at Georgia, that gruesome PCL, MCL, LCL, essentially dislocated his knee. It's really remarkable that he's in the conversation of being a fantasy relevant back. So a lot of respect to Nick Chubb, just that we're talking about him. He's missed games in half of his four NFL seasons. And so it's going to be a coin toss. He's 50% to the bench. 50% 50% to the bench for Nick Chubb. Listen, I mean, it's very rare where you find a two-back situation where both of them eat, uh, but you certainly have that in Cleveland. Um, both backs are always fantasy relevant. So, you know, no matter what prognosis I would say going forward, draft either one of these guys. I think you'll be absolutely happy when you do. All right, let's go on to um, Amari Cooper, the new weapon at the receiving core. Um, I know last year had some little bit of injury bugaboos, 
Let's talk about his status for this year and his percent to the bench. We look at his career. In seven seasons, he's never played fewer than 14 games. He's averaging over 15 games a season. In those seven seasons, gone five times for over 1,000 yards, averaging over 1,000 yards. You look at this kind of production, and he looks like a safe and reliable pick. And you know, as I'm looking at him, he kind of feels like the Derrick Henry selection of wide receivers. And you know, the show's listeners know that the commissioner likes Derrick Henry for his consistency and reliability. And I'm going to say that Mari Cooper kind of fits that bill. This is a good receiver for your fantasy squad. 30% to the bench, Amari Cooper. Draft with confidence, Amari Cooper. Now, question is, who throws him the ball? If Depending on the Deshaun, Deshaun Watson situation, now Baker Mayfield traded away. So, uh, you know, do we start with Jacoby Brissett? That's going to be the big question, or do they make a trade for, say, Jimmy Garoppolo um, here if we get a decision on Deshaun? That'll be really interesting to see. All right, Dr. Miller, we appreciate you. We'll see you in our next stop in Pittsburgh. Appreciate having you tonight. Be in Pittsburgh. All right, well, we talked all about Deshaun, so I had to bring in the legal expertise. Let's bring her in. She loves her intro that we made, especially for her. So let's bring in Mary Janes for her sidebar. Those who will not live by the law shall die by the law. Your Honor, may I approach the bench, please? Mary Jane Cooper Esquire with the best intro in the house. Welcome into the studio. You're on mute. Can't hear you. I think you're on mute. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Uh-oh. We got some technical difficulties. Maybe unplug the headphones. Just unplug it. Hello. There you go. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you now. Okay. Welcome to the studio. Hold on one second. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought that the headphones were working and connected. My no apologies. No worries at all. So we're in Cleveland. We're talking mm-hmm. about Deshaun Watson. Give us a quick synopsis of where we currently are with the Deshaun case. I know today there was supposed to be some stuff, but I don't think it's come out. But give <laughs> us the full like sum up of what's going on. Okay. Summary. Uh, long, really long story short. 24 civil suits, which um, 20 of them were settled. There are four that are still pending in civil court. Um, while those civil suits were going on, the NFL decided to take a hands-off approach because they wanted to respect his Fifth Amendment right to remain um, silent and invoke his right to silence so as to not provide anything incriminating against him um, because there were also pending criminal um, charges. However, those charges, as we all know, have been dropped. The 20 civil suits were dismissed with prejudice, which means they cannot come back and refile them, which means they also probably signed a non-disclosure. Um, so 
those cases are done, but there are still four pending civil suits. Two of those suits are for the alleged sexual contact, I guess, that they felt was coercive. And um, I believe one of them is for, um, is actually like against him, but jointly also against the Texans for an enabling um, mentality. Um, I don't know where those suits are going to go, but I think it has a lot to do with why the NFL recommended an indefinite suspension. So when the NFL recommends an indefinite suspension, it means that they're going to let everything else play out and not let him play until something else is decided. So they don't want to put anything definite in writing. So just right now, they've recommended an indefinite suspension. There is a former judge, um, Sue Robinson is her name. Um, as we've talked about before on the show, as you know, whenever an NFL player or someone who is in the NFL signs their contract, they agree to arbitration, which I had told you guys was similar to like a mediation where you sit down, it's pretty informal, but it's also closed door, right? So it's not open to the public, um, those kinds of things, which I have told you before, when we talk about race type things, sucks, right? Because everybody wants to know what's going on back there. Um, but unfortunately, that's just the way that it goes with these kinds of corporations and things. So there was a three-day hearing in the matter as to whether or not Deshaun had violated the personal conduct policy of the NFL. Um, the former judge, Robinson, um, had ordered both parties, so both legal representation of both the NFL, Deshaun's private attorney, as well as the players' union, to provide briefs, which usually is their legal argument, basically like a closing argument, like to sum up everything, as well as case law as to why they believe the penalty either A, shouldn't happen at all, B, should happen but should be this much, or whatever, right, to support their arguments, their sides. That was done a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there still has not been a decision, a final decision handed down. So at this point, we're still waiting on that. I do not know if they even submitted their briefs yet. Um, it has been about two weeks um, since the... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Since the hearing. Um, however, once she does make her decision... Um, she's basically like giving a recommendation, right? So then either Roger Goodell or a representative that he appoints would approve her decision, usually out of respect for this person that they hired as the arbiter, they're going to go with what she says. Um, but anyway, once that decision does get handled, handed down, both all parties have the right to appeal the decision and they would have three days to file an intent to appeal. Um, and so that's basically where, where we are. We do know there is a deadline. So the start of report period for the official um, training camp is her deadline. So it has to come out before then. So we do only have like a week and a half to wait 
Um, but that is going to be very interesting. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov slash PACT to learn more and file your claim so where <clears throat> out of all the information you've looked at everything you've compiled from where we stand currently and of course we'll have you on later in the summer and this will become different as we go but do you give me a a percent or a barometer if you will on if you think deshaun watson will be suspended throughout the 2022 season so I was actually feeling quite hopeful when he settled those other cases because I was like, okay, good. The ball is going to get rolling. And I think because the criminal charges did not fly and obviously these women are going to be paid for their silence, right? Um, For whatever it, whether it was true or whether it wasn't, I don't know. I'm not going to weigh in on that. I don't know. Um, I was actually feeling really hopeful before that, but I was thinking it would probably be maybe a six game, but I'm actually super upset that these four civil suits are still in existence because I think it's going to be the same thing as last year with the 22 suits, which it was at this time last year. It was only 22. With them not being settled, I understand the NFL's reasoning as to an indefinite suspension because you don't know what's going to come out in those civil suits. However, I think it wasn't wise for his attorney to settle 20 and leave four on the board. It's like, why? Um, that is something that's very perplexing to me. So maybe he's like, these are bullshit. So I'm just waiting for them to get dismissed. But either way, while they're pending, I do believe the NFL is going to do like they always do and find indefinite until that is resolved, right? So I, I, it sucks to say it, but, you know, that should have been handled before they began their inquiry, Right. Uh, I don't know why they did that. I really, I mean, as an attorney myself, I would never put my client in that situation, but obviously there's a lot I don't know that they do, right? So, uh, yeah, um, not sounding good as we're getting closer, but like we said, the barometer could change as things progress and things come out. So we will appreciate having you back on in the future, and I know you're paid by the hour, and I don't make much money, so... I'm going to see you next time. No, we're going to end. We do it. No, we do appreciate having you in. And we do have a bunch of guests to bring in. So to call, to send you out and to bring our guests in, we're going to play our Cleveland Browns fight song, promo, whatever you want to call it. Let's bring them it's in. The all of our yeah, I know. It's the, I know exactly what it is. Oh, That's all I could get out of it. Let's bring them in. It's time to celebrate Cleveland. Mary Jane Cooper, thank you once again. We appreciate you.
All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good show. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids are going Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. John and Jean Jean. Movie James Dean. Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. Drew Carey, if you don't see Drew Carey's face right now, there's something wrong with you. Welcome in, gentlemen. It's time to celebrate Cleveland and Cleveland Brown football. We got a big house tonight, so let's start with our introductions. First from the dogs table, we'll go with Craig Fountain. Welcome into the studio, sir. Thank you, and thanks for having us. We appreciate you. Ryan Angelo, if if that's how I'm saying that correctly. That's correct. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Well, no, we appreciate you being here. Jacob Roach from the Brow- Barking Brown Show. Welcome into the studio. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Now we appreciate you again. Rod Bloom from the Browns Blitz. Welcome in, sir. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Thanks. And now we appreciate you, sir. And Pete Smith, editor of the St. Brown Digest. Welcome into the studio, sir. Hello. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys, and we're going to start tonight real quick talking about the Browns' 2022 outlook. We know last year, 8-9, and nine, no playoffs, sadly. Um, 18th uh, offensively overall, 20th um, in points scored, 4th in rush yards, 27th in pass yards. Defensively, 5th overall, um, which is very impressive, actually, 13 point, points against. Um, 12th versus the rush and fifth in pass yards. Um, so again, defensively, pretty pretty savvy to say the least. You lost in the offseason, Jadavian Clowney. Um, you lost uh, Baker Mayfield, obviously, Rashad Higgins as well. You added Deshaun Watson, which we, you know, obviously we, we know all about. Um, linebacker Chase Winovich, saying that right. Jacoby Brissett, just to add some, um, some backup there as well. Um, and Ethan Ethan. Rick, a backup center as well. So, um, you know, looking at you guys right now, it's literally, I cannot, it's the only team so far that we've done our summer vacation that I just cannot have no idea what to even say about because it's this whole Deshaun thing that's holding me up. I'm so excited about this team with Deshaun. Without Deshaun, I mean, as a Miami Dolphins fan, Oh, I pray you don't have Jacoby Brissett in the backfield. I, I'm praying for you that it doesn't happen because I promise you it's not it's not a it's not a beautiful thing. Trust that. So hopefully um, Deshaun can make his way onto the field. But once again, that's why we brought the experts in. Let's hear. It. Let's start again. We'll just go the way I started. Craig, we'll start with the dogs cave dogs table. We'll start with you guys first. Let it give me your prediction for the 2022 Browns. So really, and I think you're going to get some pushback here as you move down the line on the Jacoby Brissett uh, uh, thing. But I, I'm I'm with you, and uh, I'm not super excited about the prospect of Jacoby Brissett starting. Um, he's he's a serviceable and competent backup quarterback, but I do not view him uh, as somebody that can su- consistently succeed, especially as a starter in the NFL. So uh, hopefully he bridges the gap that we need him to. Should that gap 
be there if Deshaun Watson's suspended. Um, and hopefully it's not for an entire season, and I don't think it will be. But uh, the biggest thing is going to be how the run game works when Jacoby Brissett is, is in there, assuming that he is. Um, from a fantasy-relevant standpoint, though, I, I – I do think that the Cleveland Browns offense is going to be something that for the most part, you're going to fade from a fantasy perspective. Um, The goal is going to be efficiency on offense. It's going to be to prevent turnovers, costly mistakes, and they're really going to lean on the defense. You you mentioned that our defense has had some success. We've made a lot of moves. We've retained Jadavian Clowney. Uh, We've drafted defense. Uh, We filled some, uh, some spots, uh, especially on the interior defensive line and rounded out depth in the secondary that's really going to hopefully carry us through until we can get to Sean in there. Ryan, do you agree with your co-host there? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he, he pretty much hit the nail on the head, so I'm not going to get super long-winded on this one, but um, I, I'm excited for the defense. Obviously, I want to see if they can improve on what they had going last year. Um, they did have a pretty decent statistical season, so – um, you know, bringing Clowney back was a big thing for them and, uh, filling some spots during the draft obviously was, was, uh, needed, but, uh, um, my only concern about the season is the wide receiver core. I know there's a lot of people that are, um, super excited about the young receivers. I'm not necessarily in that boat. I have, I haven't seen enough from them yet to, to feel like I have a solid number two and number three receiver on the team. Obviously Amari Cooper is going to be a great upgrade, but, uh, that's pretty much my only spot on the team right now that I'm just super nervous about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Craig pretty much nailed everything for us. So, All right, Pete, we'll go to you on this one. What's your outlook for the Browns this season? If Deshaun Watson misses eight games or more, they're in a world of hurt. Misses eight games or less, they have a shot. It won't be easy, but they can at least potentially sneak in. And if they get in, they're dangerous. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. Um, defensively, they're really good, except for defensive tackle. You don't know a single defensive tackle on this roster, I promise you. Uh, if I go, if I just rank it right now, they're 32nd out of 32 teams at defensive tackle. They have young guys that can potentially fill the gap there and maybe can can be functional, but they don't have a single proven entity on the group. Taven Bryan's their most known quantity, and he hasn't done anything in the NFL yet. Wide receiver, I'm more optimistic than most in part because tight end is going to carry a lot of that load. Obviously, David Njoku is being paid like a star. He needs to produce like a star, but he's going to be the de facto number two receiver on this team. If Amari Cooper is what he's always been and Njoku can sort of step up, Donovan Peoples-Jones becomes a very nice option for them as a guy who should have been the number three, number four target in the offense last year. But because of injuries and the fiasco at wide receiver that was awful last year, he was number one and got completely shut down by J.C. Jackson and Marlon Humphrey in back-to-back games. So hopefully he's sort of gotten a wake-up call as to just how much better he has to get. That could be a good thing. The one thing I'd keep an eye on for the Browns is the running back depth chart. In past seasons, they haven't been super confident in their backups, that they haven't been sort of willing to put – Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field a ton at the same time. Obviously, Hunt missed nine games last season, which is a big part of that. But not only do they have Dearness Johnson coming back, who they really like, they also drafted a kid, uh, Jerome Ford, out of uh, Cincinnati. And he's not some superstar back by any stretch, but he does a lot of the things Kareem Hunt does. So 
now they're going to carry if they carry all four those backs into games as I expect they will. They have a little more confidence to be able to go. Hey, we're going to put Chubb and Hunt on the field, which could help out Brissett quite a bit. I mean, Brissett is a don't screw it up type quarterback. He's got like a one point four percent interception rate for his career, but even in the years where he was a real legitimate starter for the Colts. He doesn't even crack 200 yards a game. I don't expect that to change. He's a guy who's going to avoid mistakes, uh, try to let the defense dictate running game, take the air out of the football a little bit, and, and see what they can go with from there. Well, that'll fit, you know, as you mentioned, running with those three horses, four horses. That'll fit the offense if Jacoby can just be that mistake-free guy, um, just let it run it down uh, the uh, defense's throats. All right, Jacob, what say you, sir? What's your outlook for the Browns this season? Yeah, I'm kind of right there with Pete. I think that magic number uh, on the suspension is eight. If you if it's under eight, I especially the the first four look manageable on the, on the Browns schedule. Very manageable. I mean, Pittsburgh will always be tough for the Browns, no matter what. It's just, all, but outside of that, you've got you know Atlanta and Carolina and the Jets right out the gate. So if you're closer to like a six game suspension or something, I think the Browns look feel pretty good. I saw a situation last year where there were not was not a lot of talent at wide receiver, but a head coach that was able to get those wide receivers open. His schemes worked quite often, and the quarterback's injury just did not allow him to take advantage of a lot of give-me's. And that's what Jacoby Brissett needs is the give-me throws, the easy throws, the dump-off to Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's a massive, massive part of this, If they're to, especially before Watson were to get back, what he can do with the ball in his, in, the ball in his hand in the open field in the, in the passing game just as much as he can in the rushing game, it, it's, it's just a massive need for them to get it, get through it. But I, I'll stick with, I'll agree with Pete 100%. If it's under eight, I feel good about the Browns somewhere around 10 or 11 wins, something like that. Um, otherwise, if it's, especially if it's a whole season, it's, it's just going to be 2021 all over again. The defense is going to be really, really good. And the offense is just going to disappoint you. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's a tough AFC. This is going to be a tough sledding no matter what uh, for any team really in the AFC. Rods, what say you, sir? What's your outlook for the Browns this year? Oh, I, I think these guys have kind of nailed it with the, I, I'm going to agree also with the eight games. That's kind of what I was looking at. Um, you know, if it's less than eight games, hopefully Jacoby Brissett can, can kind of help them keep their head above water and, and the defense can play well in those early games. And, you know, I, I think the, uh, we're hoping the uh, upgrades on the special teams. I mean, you're relying on, on a rookie kicker, but we're hoping it's a big upgrade, uh, you know, and with the new return man and, and a, a better punter, hopefully. Um, hopefully between defense and special teams, the Browns can, can do, uh, you know, can keep themselves in games and hopefully win close games, um, you know, and, until they get Watson back. But, you know, I agree with what these guys are saying. It, really, it, it depends on Watson and how many games it is. And if, if it's more than eight games, we're, we're probably looking to next season. Yeah, like I said, the toughest team to predict by by far so far. Justin, yeah. what say you, my friend? What say you about the Browns this season? Oh, uh, yeah, so I kind of started it out on the suspension basis. I think you guys could probably win about 11 games if he gets a six-game suspension. Eight games, I can go 10 games. If it's a full season of Jacoby Brissett, I got you about eight and nine. Um, 
it's understandable. Brissett is what he is. He's a backup quarterback, but he's a guy. He's one of the best backup quarterbacks you can have. But if you have him as your full time starter, he's yeah, don't shake your head. Backup quarterback, I said. <laughs> I got hurt feelings. I have <laughs> But um, I, I don't think trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, even though I would love to see it happen, would change it that much either. So, you know, you kind of just. Really, fingers crossed, Deshaun Watson hits the field this year. Yeah, no, that's the big question uh, by far. If Deshaun goes, the Browns are exciting, an exciting team to watch, and an exciting AFC. If not, kind of fall to the wayside as a mid-tier um, team, to be quite frank, you know, middle-of-the-road squad. All right, let's go through the schedule real quick. Let's go round-robin. Uh, we'll start back with Craig. Give me best game you like on the schedule. Oh, man. Uh, best is in, you know, uh, a lock or the one I look most forward to? Whatever you want to look forward yeah. to or or maybe you look forward to because it's a lock. You got to go. You got to go week one. I mean, the, it's low hanging fruit right now. The We're going to be talking about week one a lot. Um, <laughs> assuming Baker Mayfield is named the starter in Carolina. And I'm assuming he will be. Um, I don't think that's as much of a competition as what they're saying it is. Um He's he's vindictive, um, you know. He's he's got a personality. He's going to be motivated. It's it, who wouldn't be? Uh, but uh, to open the season that way, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So uh, that'll be a game that I'll be looking forward to watching for sure. All right. Well, Ryan, your co-host took the low hanging fruit. So <laughs> what, right. what do you got? Give me give me something on the schedule you like. Um, so obviously, you know, it's going to depend on the quarterback situation and who's on the field. But uh, if Deshaun Watson is playing, can you have a better game than Halloween night, eight fifteen against the Bengals at home? I mean, I'm a season ticket holder, and it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. You know, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely nuts in in First Energy Stadium, and uh, uh, that's that's my that's like my Super Bowl. I can't wait for that game. So um, that's definitely the game that I am most excited for. Oh man, I love it. I, I I'm, I'm pumped for that one now. After that one, all right, Pete, what you got? What you got on the schedule? Something you like that? Uh, you know, like I said, either a lock or something you're excited for. Well, it's the Ravens for me, and that's largely because the Ravens were a shell of themselves last year. They lost a ton of guys. They've they've brought a lot back. They've overhauled certain things. They, you know, their their secondary is unbelievable. Uh, they've got a brand new center who should be very good for them. It's going to really allow them to do more things with their offense because uh, the kid they drafted out of Iowa is more mobile than Bozeman was last year. So they may be more, a little more creative with the way they're going to run the ball. Uh, they're going to get their tackles back. They're going to get a whole bunch of guys on defense back, and it's just a Styles make fight type situation. The one thing the Browns have on defense is a ton of speed. And, you know, ultimately it led to Lamar Jackson getting hurt last year. But even in the first game they played, he ended up throwing four interceptions. Now they still won the game, but that is just sort of an interesting matchup just by virtue of the fact that the two teams are really made to beat each other. The Browns are weaker on the interior right now, even though their scheme sort of protects against it, which allows Ravens, who are going to have all those backs uh, returning this year, to maybe be a bigger force on the ground. And the Browns, with their offense, can potentially cause a lot of problems with the way they have a guy like Kareem Hunt, who has routinely been a nightmare for the Ravens. They don't know how to cover him. 
They don't have linebackers that can keep up with them. They end up playing them with corners, and that did not end well last time that happened uh, in the shootout in 2020 where he had a, you know, caught a touchdown pass on Marlon Humphrey because he just causes that much of a problem. They don't do well with tight ends either, so it's it's an interesting matchup. Well, if you'd have seen last night's show, you're lucky Miss Jean ain't here to hear all this, boy. She'd be going kind of crazy. Big Ravens fan. They got big expectations. I'll say that. Jacob, let's go to you, sir. What say you? Give me a game on the schedule you're really excited for. I hold grudges. Um, that's not a that's not a secret when it comes to the football realm. Uh, I just it's the rematch with New England. They just beat the ever lo- loving dog crap out of the Browns last year. It was, it, you know, I know that there were struggles on offense and and Baker was throwing with one arm, all of those things. But you threw for seventy seven yards and you lost forty five to seven. It was just. The Browns were not a great team last year. There was a lot of injuries, a lot of things going on that just really went against them. They were not a losing 45-7 to to Mac Jones bad last year. And and I get it. It wasn't Mac Jones wasn't, you know, like the I just, my point is it wasn't otherworldly quarterback play going on another tear that led to that beatdown. It was a lot of Thing. It was just a lot of basic, simple concepts they could not get over all day long. And it just – anything that was going to go wrong in the Browns' season went wrong against New England last year. And it's like, hey, more likely than not, Watson doesn't play in that game because that's week six. I think it's week six. So right around there, he's, he's more than likely not in that game. But that defense – I think that defense is primed and ready to go against a rematch to show that they're not what they put on tape last year. And I, and I love a good revenge game. you got some revenge boiling and his blood ready for next year. Rod, what say you on the schedule? Give me something you're excited for. And there's a lot of good games, but um, I'll, I'll say the, uh, I'll say the November 20th game at Buffalo, just kind of as a yardstick. Uh, I think we know how good Buffalo is going to be and how close they came last year so um i'd be excited and hopefully we have deshaun watson for that game justin how about you my friend you got one you like i will go for the other very low hanging fruit and i will say deshaun watson comes back into houston and slaughters the texans (laughs) (laughs) that's like and points to the owner's box afterwards and says you're next, <laughs> just like Goldberg would have done. Mike said on the logo on the in the middle of the field. So yeah, wow, that's a good one. Well, I'm gonna of course go with you know, the one prior to the Buffalo game. You'll be looking ahead, and you'll be down in South Beach, and you'll be facing America's team. Um, the Miami Dolphins is gonna <laughs> wax that booty when he come down to South Beach. By the way, I got six seasons uh, season tickets. So if any of you my fine brethren can find your way down to Miami. You got a seat next to me. I got you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for some fantasy feud, Cleveland Brown edition. This is going to be fun. We'll be right back. Hayden, we love fantasy football. We do. It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like I hate leaving high scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So 
We at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. So you put them up, reach the skies, let the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All righty. Like I said, it's fantasy feud time. Now, tonight, Justin don't even know, but because of we have so many guests in, I'm going to hook him up on a team tonight. So what we're going to do is I think we're going to do Craig, Pete, and Rod. You guys are going to be on one side, and I'm going to have Justin, Jacob, and Ryan on the other. So those are our teams tonight. What we're, what basically, well, you guys haven't seen the show before, but essentially I don't have any fancy buzzer. I'm just going to shout out the question. You will then shout out the answer. The first person I hear with the correct answer um, will get control of the round for their team. You got five question, five straight answers and three strikes. So if you can close it out for your team, you'll win the round. If not, then the other team gets a chance to close it out. All right. It's I don't know. It's pretty complicated, but then not really. Hope everyone understands. Either way, it's time to play the future. Brad? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Cleveland Brown experts minus Justin in the building. Can't wait to get things started. 
top five answers on the board. Here's the question. In Cleveland Browns history, give me the top five passing yard leaders of all time. Josh McCown. Brian Sizzle. Oh, shit. Otto Graham. Hold on. Hold on. But Josh McCown was the first one I heard. I tricked myself into thinking single seat, single game, and he's the single game leader all time. Uh, yeah. 1 800. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> I heard, I then I, the next one I heard, and can correct me if I'm wrong, is Otto Graham. I'm not sure who said it. My apologies, but I That would be great. No, right. Pete said no, it. Pete. 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 Oh, Pete, Pete. I'm sorry. Sorry, Pete. Yeah, wait. Wait, wait to steal his thunder. Way to go, Pete. Auto autogram autogram number four on this list thirteen thousand four hundred ninety nine. Pete, you have control for your team. Your team is up. You guys got anything else um, other than number four? Sure, uh, Brian Sipe. Brian Sipe, look at it. I think he's ready. Uh, Bernie Kosar. <laughs> he's. Oh, he's going. This guy on Google. He's on he's Google. He's going down the list. No. Number one on the list, Brian Sipe, 23,713. Number two, Bernie Kozar, 21,904. Mm. And we got Otto Graham at four. So you got three no. and five left. Uh, Milt Plum. Milt Plum. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. And Craig's got the last one. And number five. Frank Ryan. Frank Ryan. Ooh-wee, they closed it out. Oh! A clean sweep. That, <laughs> wow, that was impressive. Frank Ryan. He was last on this list, 13,361. Wow, that's very impressive, guys. So you know what? I know you guys know your stuff now. Now I'm just going to go to my fun question that I always like to ask. I'm going to bring it right now. We're going to go top five top five answers on the board. Here's your question. Give me all-time opponents that you have the best winning percentage against. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh- the Cincinnati Bengals. Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars on everyone's list. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. Denver Broncos. Atlanta Fa- Atlanta Falcons is correct. That is they are twelve and you guys are twelve and three against them. How about that? Um, all right. So who was that who answered that? Was that I did. All right, Pete again snags it. Okay, and Rob, you said you went Denver Broncos. Not on the list. All right, one strike and a lot of meat on the bone. You got the number one, or excuse me, the number two on the list, which was the Falcons at 12 and 3. 
Uh, Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, another one on everyone's list, but not on yours. Got one strike remaining and a lot of meat on the bone. Um, sure let's go uh let's go arizona cardinals the arizona cardinals i was already on x3 Cardinals are number five on this list by the skin of your chinny chin chin 33 16 and three all time. So you got uh Falcons and Cardinals on the list. One, three, and four still remaining. One strike left. Nobody else on Pete's tea. What are you oh, trying? Probably <laughs> not Pete, but yeah. Um, <laughs> this would be our third strike, so yeah, we're like um, let Pete try. I, I mean, if I, if I do it, I, I, I I'll say Minnesota. I don't feel the good Min- about it. I can't think of anybody else good. The Minnesota Vikings living or dying by the sword of Pete. <laughs> Oh, hell no. <laughs> Good try. All right. You guys got a chance to steal it here. There's a number three, a number four, and a number one. Oh, I got on one, but I don't know if it's I'm, I, I feel like I'm like 60% sure. So if anybody feels you, better you than that. You can concur. You can, can discuss with your team before you bring one up, which is fine. I, I was, what do you guys think about Detroit? I think it's. I think, I think it's the Detroit. No. No. Do we not? Okay. I'm down. I mean, they're always a losing team. I like Detroit. Yeah, I like Detroit too. Yeah. The Detroit Lions. Come on. Was it they the were, Jets? Yeah, they were too good way back when. Yeah, that's a good point. So the number one on this list. The Buffalo Bills, you guys are 6-0-2 against the Buffalo Bills. How about that, little one? Didn't know that myself. The Commanders are number three Mm. on this list. You are 34-12-1. Number four, the New Orleans Saints. You are 13-5. I knew it was all NFC teams. How about that? If you don't know, now you know. But we do know Pete's team is up. We'll just call it Pete's team because that's all it wants to contribute, apparently. Let's go. He's up 2-0. If you guys don't get the next one, it's sayonara. Here we go. Top five answers on the board. We're going to go opposite end of the question. Give me top five opponents that you have the worst uh, winning percentage against Pittsburgh Steelers the Pittsburgh Steelers a lot of people saying Ravens the Baltimore Ravens Mm. we're screwed guys (laughs) is that our team Baltimore yeah I'm on your team Okay. Yeah, I'm on your team. Then, Baltimore, uh, 
Baltimore Ravens number three on this list. You guys are twelve and thirty-four against the Ravens. That yeah, sounds right. I, I would I would venture to say the Houston Oilers slash Tennessee Titans are on there. Let's see the Tennessee Titans. Wow. What about the one I got wrong earlier? Would that one make sense? Which is that? The Broncos. Uh, probably, certainly better shot than uh, than. Yeah, it could be. The Denver Broncos. Really wrong before. <laughs> they, are, they are number. They are number two on this list. You are seven and twenty-one against the Broncos. Mm. Um, All right, what else you got? You got one, four, and five remaining on the list. San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers. Hmm. Boy, howdy do I wish. (laughs) All right, one strike left. I got one more guess if we get it back. I think I got a guess, too. I have zero confidence in anything. <laughs> I'm a terrible historian, so it's horrible. <laughs> At least you're uh, honest about it. Terrible. <laughs> Let's go uh, Baltimore slash Indianapolis Colts. The Colts. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> I love the cuts. <laughs> All right, you guys got a chance to steal. Talk amongst your I, team. You guys. So I, was the same one. I, I was thinking, and you guys go from there because I got it wrong last time. Yeah. I was thinking New England. So I was thinking New England. Um, I know that there's some those. See, the weird thing is the Browns have some weird wins against New England, even when they right. were good and the Browns were bad. Like the win with Mangini and Peyton Hillis and all that. Like they have some weird ones, but yeah, no, I felt I thought I was thinking New England myself. So I'm not. Justin, sure. what was your guess? My guess was actually your guess in the last one. I think that it's just like the Broncos. It could be the inverse of the answer. If it's not the right answer, it might be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking the Lions, in other words. But you guys can go the Patriots. I think that's a much smarter answer. Well, oh. how you feel? We need consensus. I, I mean, we can we – can, I mean, it's – I mean, we're down to zero. We might as well just take a long shot. I'm going to go Patriots? Yeah, go for it. Then yeah, all right. We'll All right. Patriots. Patriots. The New England Patriots. And sorry, guys, if you don't get it, it's the loss, and you should have listened to my co-host. <laughs> I had a feeling it was going to go that way when when Craig said Broncos. I was immediately thinking, what if it's the Lions? You were immediately correct. The Detroit Lions are number one on this wow. list. You are five and sixteen against the Lions. Yikes! Uh, number four, the Minnesota Vikings, five and eleven against Minnesota and Seahawks, six mm. and thirteen. Well, congratulations, Pete's team takes the win. So tonight, you guys are the winners.
Thanks, so Pete. sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> and, I, I was awful. Awful. That's okay. Before our losers tonight, we got something for you too. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> that was hey that was the one hell of a good game good job guys you live and die by pete sword we learned tonight you will live they bent the knee so to speak all right let's take a quick break we come back we're gonna talk it's a fantasy show we're gonna talk about fantasy can't believe it we'll be right back hey everyone it's commissioner cooper from tss fantasy want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch Say less, we got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night, 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 sorry, and now possible play. You're on your way. <laughs> now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your fantasy league. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my. I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league, create more fun, friendly banter. And give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget tssfantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. It's the Fantasy Show of the People indeed. Let's get things started. Again, we're going to talk about fantasy. Are you ready? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. 
We're going to start with the QB position. And again, the biggest anomaly in the league is this position in this city, in this team. I mean, that's the bottom line right now. If Deshaun Watson plays a full season, I mean, I would put him top 10, quite frankly. But, you know, there would be questions on how rusty is he from not playing a full season. Um, you know, lost in this whole thing that we haven't talked about this, Sean, situation that much. But, you know, this is a guy who's also not – he's not played one season and the possibility of not playing two. And there's no – I feel like that, that's not talked about enough. Like, you know, when's enough enough um, for for this particular punishment? But anyway, anyway, we'll move on from that. Deshaun Watson, um, biggest question, again, you guys brought it up. If he's uh, – if he – if it's six games – you know, is he worth taking later on to stash for the late playoff run? Yeah, absolutely. But where do you take him? That'll be the big question. Baker Mayfield last year for this team was ranked 25th overall. Jacoby Brissett last year and his game with games with America's team, the Miami Dolphins, 11 games. He was ranked 39th, although he didn't play um, fully in a lot of them. Justin, what say you on the QB situation in Cleveland? Yeah, so you hit on uh, pretty much all the major points. If uh, Deshaun Watson plays this year, uh, you definitely want to put him on your roster. It all depends on the value and where you see him at, and obviously it goes into strategy, and I'm not going to get all the way into that. Where I see him this year with the possibility of a six- to eight-game suspension, I see him about QB 15 to 20 range. And that's just because he's going to get off to, you know, probably a rusty start because let's face it, if you don't play football, even if you practice it, you don't play it, you're going to have one or two games where you're going to be maybe not the best right off the bat. But he is still a top five quarterback for the, every year that he's ever played. Um, and so when you look at that, it's too hard to pass up. If you're looking at him in the 10th round, stop looking at him and just click draft because it's going to be worth it. You play for all stages of the game, and anybody who just plays for you know the right now is not playing it right. Everybody has to have somebody who they think, whether it's rookie, whether it's suspended, whether it's injured, who they think they'll take a gamble on to have a back-end surge because leagues are won on the back end of the you know season. It's not one from your draft. It's one from planning and picking up guys strategically. He's definitely somebody to pick up. As far as Brissett goes, no. I will stay away from Brissett. He is 31 of 32 QBs for me, and that is because I do not particularly like Drew Locke. Well, Justin's fantasy advice is essentially have some cajones and go after the guys that you think are going to make something happen. That's for sure. All right. So in the interest of time and not wanting to sleep on the couch, we're just going to go to one guest per each, uh, each uh, guest position. So we'll go to Craig on the QB position. What say you on, you know, what we had to say on basically where these QBs are ranked at? Yeah, and and you know if we're looking at uh, Deshaun Watson as a football player, a quarterback, I put him in my top ten. He's he's somewhere in that eight to ten range for me. But in fantasy, uh, he was consistently you know a top three quarterback, and that goes three years prior to him sitting out in Houston. So from a fantasy football specter, uh, perspective, he's absolutely elite. Now, with that being said, he had DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller, and there were some different things. They didn't have a ground game in. Houston uh, for most of that time. Houston hasn't really had one since Arian Foster's been gone. Um, with that being said, in Dynasty, uh, you absolutely want to pick him up. If you're trying to win your Scott Fishbowl League, 
I saw him going in the seventh round uh, when Ryan and I were at the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, in Canton. Um, that could be a league winner in a tournament style type deal. Uh, but uh, in redraft, you know, I, I'm with Justin. Tenth round, eighth, ninth, tenth round. Um, know who you're drafting against, too. Uh, you know, as Browns fans, uh, you know, if we're playing other Browns fans, then then you're going to have to take them off the board a little bit earlier. But um, realistically, he's he's going to be for your end of year and playoff push. Second round. Uh, you know, so Brissett's irrelevant. Brissett's not shouldn't be on your radar. Yeah, definitely not. I agree. All right, let's go to the running back position. Nick Chubb, always money when it matters. Last year, number seven. Um, you know, that was in 14 games. Kareem Hunt, um, 46. That was in eight games. Um, I'm sorry. Though, yeah, that was 46. That was in eight games. Uranus Johnson, you mentioned him earlier, 48th when he filled in for those 13 games overall. Um, so, yeah, he definitely proved last year that he can step into that role as well. Um, so a lot of good things going on with this running back situation. Basically, who I have ranked, though, um, currently is I have uh, Chubb ranked six for this season, and I got 20, uh, 21 for Kareem uh, this year. Uh, again, we do expect them to lean more onto this running game. Obviously, we don't even know what this QB situation is going to be. Um, so, again, my Kareem assessment is basically on his um, you know, value as far as how many games he's going to be able to play, essentially. Justin, we'll go to you, sir. What say you on the running backs? Yeah, yeah. So they're both top 24 running backs. Um, the the problem is always where do you put Nick Chubb if he doesn't catch passes? Well, I mean, he was uh, number 11 last year in PPR. So obviously he was good enough to crack RB1 without catching as many passes as he has in the past. Um, so as of right now, I have him at nine. He is one of the league leaders in creating yards, which means he can get through the hole and make something happen afterwards. And I know everybody's seen highlight reels. You don't want to take this man down an open field. He is too damn fast and too damn big. He is cut from, I always say he's cut from the same cloth as Derrick Henry. He's just a little bit shorter. Um, he doesn't have that uh, freak genetics that uh, Derrick Henry has. He has something alien in him. But um, as far as, you know, Chubb goes, he is he is the stereotypical, you know, great first and second down running back that can take it to the house at any point in time. And behind that great offensive line, it's just it's something to, uh, you know, to take a. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. It's something, something to, to behold. Be something to behold. That's, that's, that's what I was go. trying to say. And then for, as far as Kareem Hunt, thank you, Commissioner Cooper. Always one with the words. You you are uh, the great backup there. Uh, as far as Kareem Hunt goes, pass catcher, uh, I worry about the fact that they can dispose of him really easily. So I worry that he might end up on a different team. He might end up just, you know, floating around in the ether. Um, he's too good to end up in free agency for too long. But, you know, he could end up in Houston one day and his whole value goes downhill because he has to take control of the Houston backfield. So that's my one worry about him, especially with Dearness Johnson being back. Dearness Johnson, really late round flyer because we saw what he could do with uh, the limited time that he had last year, and it was pretty good. Brian, what say you on the Cleveland running back situation? Yeah, it's tough because you know, separate from each other, both guys are elite. You know, talents. They're they're good, extremely good at what they do. Uh, together, on the other hand, they're volume dependent. It's tough because. They complement each other really well, but you don't know who's going to go on that spurt during which game 
where you're going to have one guy who's got 10, 15 carries in a row and the other guy barely sees the, you know, the field. It's, it's, it's all dependent on who's hot in the moment and what the scheme is. So it's tough because you can't really put too much faith in them. Like you can someone like, you know, Derek Henry, because you know, he's getting that volume, you know, he's getting the, the touches every game. So those guys are really, really good together. They complement each other really well and they make the offense extremely good. Um, but it's just really tough to to draft them high in fantasy because of that. Pete, I mean, you guys, there's so many, so many, so much good running backs going on in Cleveland. We got to bring in two to now give some analysis. We'll go to you on this one as well. What do you say about the running backs and where we got them ranked here? So you know, Chubb is automatic. You just put him in and you let him go do stuff. He'll take care of you. But as far as Hunt goes, I would look at it like this: the more Brissett on the field, the better Hunt gets. Because not only is Hunt able to catch passes, but traditionally, the closer they get to the goal line, the more likely Hunt's going to cash those in. Uh, as far as Dearness Johnson goes, if you look at how the Browns sort of operate, if you look at skill sets, Dearness Johnson's sort of more of a direct backup and a more more of a correlation to Chubb than is the Hunt. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to have that much of an impact on Hunt's touches short of an injury situation. Jerome Ford is more of a direct correlation of what hunt does so certainly if watson is then there i think chubb uh, hunt's value is still good but between the fact that more Brissett is going to make them more inclined to hand the ball off more anyway uh hit you know Brissett's biggest season in his career is 18 touchdown passes uh but the other part of that is I think with more Brissett, you're going to see more both guys on the field at the same time, which provides more opportunities for Hunt to be able to produce for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, let's go to the receivers. And, again, I know a lot of this, again, all predicated on Deshaun Watson, obviously. Amari Cooper um, last year, obviously, with another team, um, 26 receiver overall. We heard Dr. Miller talk about how consistent he's been um, overall through fantasy. Donovan Peoples-Jones um, last year in 14 games was 60th um, for you guys, and Jarvis Landry was 56th. Um, that led your um, receiving fantasy core last year. Um, so, um, you know, again, this is all dependent on where, you know, what who's at quarterback. Right now I have Amari Cooper ranked 27th only because I'm just unsure of what's going to go on with the quarterback situation. And I don't have Donovan Peoples-Jones ranked right now, even in the top 60, again, just because of the uncertainty. Justin, what say you on the receivers? Yeah, so I have Amari Cooper at 23. Um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, like you said, Coop, especially around the, the quarterback, the most important part um, of the team, especially for the wide receiver. So if – I have Jacoby Brissett throwing to Amari Cooper. He's still a top um, wide receiver. He's a wide receiver two for me, though. So I can't I can't fully put him into that top twelve persuasion without knowing he's got somebody who is even a little not it has to be elite, but just a little bit better than Jacoby Brissett. So for me, he sticks at twenty three until we find out what's going on with Deshaun. And then as far as Donovan Peoples Jones. He's not in my top 60, but he is a sleeper for me, especially if Deshaun hits the field. He has very Will Fuller vibes to him, and I like the idea of Deshaun throwing him a 60-yard bomb. Um, Yeah, and then as far as everyone else, uh, couldn't really pick out another guy. Anthony Schwartz is a name to maybe follow, 
but I, I still didn't really like his tape in college, and I didn't like that he kind of fits the mold of people shown, so he'd probably have to break him out of the lineup before he got his chance. Well, that's all right, Justin. That's why we got the experts in the building. Jacob, what say you on the Cleveland receivers? Hey, anytime you say 60-yard bomb to Donovan Peoples-Jones, it's music to my ears. I'm a very big Donovan Peoples-Jones guy. Um, but for sake of, of sleepers and guys that, especially with the uh, quarterback situation, the way I look at rookie David Bell uh, in a PPR league, I think he's going to be a volume receiver, especially for a guy like Jacoby Brissett who likes the underneath the soft stuff. They've got a few people that can go a little bit vertical with, you know, David Njoku at the tight end, some things to potentially open up some things underneath for, for David Bell. I just think he's going to be a volume guy, at least early, especially for Brissett. Um, so I think you could see him kind of at, like sneak on there. But if you really look at Donovan Peoples-Jones, the thing I love is look at his numbers and contested catches. Brissett will throw the ball up to him. I mean, it might not be crazy accurate, but he'll throw it up there. And, and I mean, there was a point well into the season last year where Donovan Peoples-Jones was 100%. He, I think he finishes in the 80s on contested catches last year, and he had a quarterback throwing with one arm. You know, I, I'll even take Jacoby Brissett over a quarterback with one arm at it. So I, I, it's, you're, I completely agree. If you're looking at longer Brissett, I actually look at David Bell before I look at the other two, just just based purely on PPR. That's why we got the experts in, those little expert tidbits. All right, let's go to the tight end position. A lot of people talking about David Njoku being that sleeper tight end this year. Is it finally time for him to break out? Been talking about him, I think, for a long time now, going to break out at some point. Um, Last year, he was the 20th tight end um, overall. You know, this year, again, with the uncertainty, I have him right around the same because I just, again, going back to the QB situation, not really sure. However, if it is Jacoby Brissett, it actually, I think, does benefit him because you can see Jacoby Brissett looking for the short, uh, big target, um, the easy bailout, so to speak, to get him out of trouble. So David Njoku's value does go up with Jacoby Brissett, I feel, although, but it also goes up with Deshaun Watson. So either way, I just want to know who the quarterback is, and then I can make my decision from there, pretty much. Justin, what say you, sir, in the tight end position? Uh, I actually think it's the other way around. I think Harrison Bryant's value goes up with Jacoby Brissett because he fits more of the mold of what you would be a shorter distance tight end um, rather than Joku. And Joku, you want more of a, a big impact play from him. Um, I mean, obviously, you can change it up, and he can end up being somebody who floats around into the slot. He's obviously more of the receiver. Where Bryant can be the receiver and the blocker. Um, but I do agree. I think Brissett will favor a tight end. Last year, he did favor Gusecki over Waddle in certain games. Um, you know, and when it all panned out, they ended up being very identical in targets. So he can feed two receivers. And I think the other receiver, like you said, Coop is going to be a tight end. Now the tricky part is picking Njoku or Harrison Bryant because now they got Austin Hooper out of the way. Indeed, Rod. To close us out. What say you, sir, of the tight end position? Yeah, it's it's important with uh, with Hooper gone. Um, you know, the Browns are trying to give uh, Njoku every chance to to really you know explode and, and do well. And and uh, he's got a lot of fans in Cleveland. He, um, you know, he he really hasn't put up the big numbers yet. So he's going to have a chance to do that. But I'm a Harrison Bryant fan too. I, I like him. We'll see how much. 
how much play he gets um, versus versus Njoku. Um, see if he gets a chance, but you're right. It, it depends who plays quarterback, but it, if uh, when Watson's out there, I, I know Watson likes his tight ends in the red zone. So if Watson's, um, you know, playing, it, if we know what, how much he's playing when you when you're drafting, then I think the Browns' tight ends are probably pretty good picks um, at that point because um, he likes to go to tight end in the red zone. So, um, but I, I'm really interested because I think the Browns are really going to try to involve Njoku. And we'll see how it works out because if, if it doesn't work out well, then I think they are going to go more to, to Harrison Bryant. And I'm not saying they won't go to Njoku, but I think they'll involve both guys. Then. I think at the end of the night, the thing we realize is there's lots of great fantasy morsels in Cleveland. Cleveland does rock indeed for your fantasy rosters. We're going to close things out tonight. Let's go round table. I want let's go first. We'll go to Craig and Ryan. Let everyone know where they can subscribe and uh, follow and all the great stuff. I mean, guys, if Craig, you want to start, then Ryan, however you guys you want to want to do that. But please go ahead. This is your time, sir. Yeah, so. absolutely. Appreciate you guys uh, having us on the show. Uh, you can find uh, the Dogs Table at Dogs Table on Twitter. Uh, we have written content as well on dogstable.com. Uh, we are, you can find us uh, uh, with Big Play on Twitter as well. Um, we live stream every Tuesday at 8 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. We post audio replays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere your podcasts are found. So we are a weekly Cleveland Browns roundtable discussion show. Very nice. Yep. Ryan, like Craig Ryan anything? <laughs> <laughs> anything no, uh, he, he, he did all that for us. Um, but no, every, every Tuesday at 8 p.m., we, we love to chat with uh, the fans and, the, and see all the comments and everything. So um, we definitely don't like to sit and just uh, talk at each other. We want to talk with you. So um, come come check us out for sure. Yeah, hit that subscribe button. Come join the fellows. Look like it's a good time indeed. I know we've already hit the subscribe. We'll be following along as well. Pete? Thank you so much. We live and died by your sword tonight. Tell everyone where they can follow you and um, subscribe to you and find all your great content. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy to wear the belt. Uh, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Pete Smith underscore. You can find my work at si.com slash NFL slash Browns. Browns Digest, uh, part of the Fan Nation Network. Uh, we've got all kinds of content. All the Deshaun Watson you could want. And then, you know, as we finally get to the point where we can actually talk about something else, uh, we'll be ready. <laughs> Make sure you check it out. Indeed, Pete's got the sword for you for the Brown season. Indeed, Jacob, how about you, my friend? Let everyone know where they can subscribe, follow on for all your great stuff, sir. Yeah, you can find uh, our show, The Barking Brown Show. We also live stream Tuesdays at eight. So we go a little head to head with the dogs table over there. They know, they know that we're, uh, we're live on Twitch on um, the network two one six Twitch. But we do audio replays um, on Twitter and everything as well. And you can find my written stuff at uh, dog pound daily. All right. Make sure to go follow along. Check that out as well. But you know, you might want to maybe one, one week we'll watch live. And then the next week, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. (laughs) Rod, appreciate you for being on. Let everyone know where they can subscribe and follow along to you, sir. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, follow me on, on Twitter at B, and you can follow my podcast and, and find it on most platforms at the Browns Blitz. 
All right, follow along, subscribe. Lots of great stuff and content from Rod and Dean. We got a great season coming up. Good luck to you all and the Cleveland Browns. Hopefully we'll get you on later on in the season. We'll see how the team's progressing and we'll see what's going on. And, you know, maybe we'll have some interesting takes we can play back and, you know, throw in someone's face. Maybe, who knows. But we appreciate you all coming on tonight. It was lots of fun as always. Uh, Tomorrow night we head to Pittsburgh. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Check that out tomorrow night. <laughs> I know none of the Cleveland like Cleveland guys guys like that at all. We appreciate you guys tonight, and we are out. We are on a mission. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.